Film Fanatics. From the silver screen to your earphones. With Alan Azulay and Gal Balaban. Welcome back to Film Fanatics, where we talk about the movies that have us obsessed, excited, and inspired. I'm Gal. And I'm Alan. And this week, we're going to war with Rotten Tomatoes. That's right. We're going to be looking at all the movies that have good scores on Rotten Tomatoes that we don't like and all the ones with bad scores that we secretly love. And joining us today is a special guest. Our guest today is a VFX artist, YouTuber, and podcaster. He's interviewed filmmakers to his over 5K YouTube followers on and on his podcast, Psycho Cinematic. He reviews movies old and new. Please welcome to the show at Big Vic Media, Victor Hughes. Thank you guys for having me. I'm uh, excited to talk all things film, as always. So I'm pumped to find like-minded people out there. Awesome, Vic. Welcome, and thank you so much for joining us. This uh, topic was super interesting. Uh, I was really pumped to see this topic, and it forced me to think about, uh, think hard about what movies I hated and pray that they had a good score on Rotten Tomatoes because I was struggling to find <laughs> you know, enough movies for each category. It was really hard. Like I had like three until today. I found like all the other ones today because I just couldn't before. Like I, I tried and like, but I, oh, yeah. on I've crunch been, time I made it. So that's good. I've been pushing to have this as a topic for an episode for a long time and we just kept pushing it. And I'm so glad that we're finally here doing it. Yeah, we never had like a good opportunity yeah. to do it. So I'm happy that you're here to do it with us for the for the first. Yeah, I'm I'm sure uh, some of my picks will make you guys mad, and some of your picks will make me mad. Oh, for sure, I'm getting I nervous. The audience, so. <laughs> I already know Gal's gonna yeah. hate me by the end of this episode. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm excited. We're gonna be going into our main event of the episode, which is we are going to war with Rotten Tomatoes and deciding. When they got it wrong, we're each going to be giving five movies that have a good score on Rotten Tomatoes that we didn't enjoy. But first, we're going to give five rotten score movies that we like or love or think are overly hated by the critics. Okay. The first one on my list is a movie that I really loved and is one of my favorite Alien movies. And uh, I want to cover it on my podcast soon. Um, And so just to preface, you know what movies made the list. I just basically did if either the critics or the audience did 50% or less or 50% or more. And I, you know, I just, you know, um, went with, you know, the majority, but the critics actually liked Vivarium, which is the movie that I chose. Um, but the audience hated it. And, uh, so the critics gave it 30 or 73% and the audience gave it 39%, which I feel is completely unfair, but I, uh, relate to seeing the scoring because, you know, after my family referred it to me and we all loved it, I referred it to my friend and his family and they, th- they thought it was the worst, most boring, weird movie they had ever seen. Yeah, Vivarium. I saw the trailer and I thought it looked like my thing. I saw the movie and it didn't work for me. So I'm a little more with the audience no. of that one, but <laughs> unfortunately, but usually I like that kind of weird stuff. Like Jesse Eisenberg had another movie that was really weird called The Artist Self-Defense, which I loved. And I think it came out around oh, the same yeah, I time. I think it came out around the same time. Um, but that one specifically didn't work for me, but I understand why it's like it really grabs onto people or it really just pushes them away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's polarizing for sure. I haven't watched it, so I might put it on my list 
uh, after your because mm. I I feel like I geared towards not watching because of I I try I, I know this is not <laughs> the way you should watch movies but like I try a lot of times to like gauge which movies would be more for me and uh, which movies I would enjoy more so maybe like mm. so this is why I chose kind of to avoid but like maybe I'll I'll go with your recommendation and try it out yeah well as you see it, it kind of splits people right down the middle <laughs> you're either gonna love it or hate it <laughs> I'll, I'll let you know <laughs> do you want to go next sure so my first rotten movie that i enjoy is a movie i've seen countless times it has a 56 percent from the critics but 83 percent on the audience score and that's space balls directed by mel brooks <laughs> this is a goofy parody of primarily the star wars movies but also alien and uh planet of the apes all the references are in there me and my family are a massive fan of the Mel Brooks movies, and this is the first one that I really got into. I've seen it countless times. I have the Blu-ray. I think it's quotable. It's funny. It's slapstick, but there's also like genuinely laugh-out-loud lines there, and Mel Brooks himself is playing two characters. One is sort of based on the Emperor, and one is based on Yoda, and uh, Rick Moranis is like a, a whiny version of Darth Vader. It's fantastic. And Bill Pullman is great in it. I think it's a classic. I agree. I love that movie. I have to be fair. I haven't watched it in ages, so it is one of the movies that I do have to revisit. But I agree with you. I I loved it as a kid, so I probably would still love it now. Yeah, I think that movie is great, and I think it's really easy for uh, critics to strike down basically almost any comedy. Um, and so I want to make sure I put a comedy on as well, but yeah, I think that's a classic. Awesome. So I guess my, th I would, I put it in, in, <clears throat> in the order here of like less hated by the critics to most hated by the critics. <laughs> so let's start. Cause I thought we were doing critics. Uh, I guess we weren't, I don't think we were, we specified to like each other. So like that was a bit of a mess, but like I did it only for the critics so I don't have actually their their I audience. I didn't do audience here. either, but that's fine. Uh, so my first one, uh, very predictable. If you've watched the show before, Malcolm and Marie. Oh, yeah. I thought I thought you were gonna say something else. Okay, is so, it rotten or is it like sixty? It's rotten, but like barely. It's like fifty-seven. Let's see. Which is why it's like my first one. It's fifty-seven. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people hate this movie. I don't understand why. I love this movie. Uh, the acting by John David Washington and Zendaya is like top notch. I love even the the directing and the the camera work. the The script is even really good, which is I think it's what most people have a problem with. Uh, and yeah, I I remember when I watched this movie. Like, was it during quarantine that it came out? I think so, right? February twenty twenty one. Yeah, we had a quarantine here at that time. Up. I think. And uh, yeah, I couldn't stop talking about it. So yeah, it's a it's more of a weird one that I don't think a lot of people would have on their list. But there you go. It's one that I do love. I've never seen that movie. I'll have to check that out. I liked it. I didn't love it. I definitely liked it more than the score said. I think what put a lot of people off over it was like the messages about Hollywood. People thought he was getting uh, Sam Levinson was getting pretentious with it. That's what I heard. I enjoyed it. I, I don't think I would ever watch it back. But like you said, Zendaya and John David Washington were really riveting in it. 
Yeah, basically, it's just a couple, like, stuck in a house, kind of, and they have to, like, deal with their issues. Yeah. Like, the whole movie takes place in the house. And they're right after, like, his big movie premiere that went well. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, it sounds interesting. I don't know why. I, I literally have never even heard of that movie. <laughs> It's like a black and white movie. It's like a w- weird small Netflix movie. So like, yeah, not a lot of people have seen it. But like the ones that have seen it do complain a lot about like, you know, the Hollywood aspect of it. Gal, thank you for bringing that up. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, this was one of the first ones that popped up in my head. And it's technically not a movie. It's a TV show. Um, but the rest are movies. And uh, it was the Terminal List. Um the critics gave it 39% and the audience was 95%, which was a stark, uh, you know, contrast right there. And, um, I watched it not having read the books and I really enjoyed it. Um, I think a lot of people tend to hate Chris Pratt, which is why they, uh, didn't like it. But, and like, I heard like a lot of critiques saying it's like, uh, conservative fantasy stuff like that. But I've since read the books or read some of the books and uh, the books are great too. And so I was just bummed that people hate or the critics hated it. Yeah. I meant to get to that one cause it sounded good. And I know Antoine Fuqua directed it and it mm-hmm. had like Chris Pratt, um, Constance Wu, yeah. other people. I, I did Hitch, hear it I was think? okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Taylor Kitsch was in it. I did hear it was Anne, so That's why I didn't end up getting to it. But someone who did watch it tell me mm-hmm. told me that they liked it also. Yeah, at, I would say um, definitely turn up the bright brightness settings on your TV because it's a super dark show. <laughs> I had to you know basically close all the blinds and turn on full brightness, and that was kind of annoying. But you know it is what it is. So the next uh, movie on the list is Vacation, the 2015 version. Uh, I have watched this movie multiple times and again recently, and I still find myself laughing out loud. I'm not like a vacation snob. I've seen all the movies and I, I'm not of like the belief that it needs to be Clark Griswold needs to be in the entire thing or, oh, you shouldn't reboot this old franchise or whatever. To be fair, Chevy Chase has been a really problematic person. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. So the critics gave it uh, 39% and the audience gave... Oh, wait, no, sorry. Uh, critics gave it 27% and the audience gave it 45%. So it seems like both camps kind of didn't like this movie, but I thought it was really funny. I really love this movie. I haven't seen it. I've seen the trailer. I know Chris Hemsworth was in it. And this, Ed Helms. This mm-hmm. movie is so funny. Ed Helms is so funny in this movie. <laughs> and even Chris Hemsworth with the running faucet jokes in there is just it it's all the little things that just make this movie phenomenal to me. <laughs> yeah, and like Christina Applegate is in this movie, she's also great in it. Like yeah, I I don't know why this movie gets so much hate cuz like it's actually a genuinely funny movie. Yeah, and then we've got like half the cast of uh It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia in there too. Like it, it's really funny, and uh, the movie that I like is uh, Christmas with the Cranks. The critics gave it five percent, and the audience gave it thirty-eight percent. And I feel like what defines a good Christmas movie because they're they're normally goofy. They're norm, you know, like it's definitely not something that's going to be nominated for anything major, if ever. I don't know if any Christmas movie has been, but I feel like what makes a good Christmas movie is did you you know, like feel happy watching it. Did it give you a little Christmas spirit? You know, that kind of stuff. And 
this movie checks the boxes and it's something that you can also watch with your families and you know like christmas vacation on the other hand like might not be able to watch with your young kids if you're you know a stickler on swearing or you know something like that so i thought this is a great movie that you know is kind of pooped on by the critics and then what's your last one yeah what's your last one the last one is uh pain and gain um that michael oh. bay movie uh with the rock and mark Wahlberg and all that um that movie i remember it getting poor reviews because they didn't like the tone of the movie basically coming off as a comedy because it's based on a true story but you know i'm kind of like this story is so ridiculous that it almost doesn't make sense if you don't add comedic relief to it like i could get like if you were the family of the victims and stuff like that um that you would not like the take on this movie. But I think, you know, especially in terms of Michael Bay's movies, I think it's one of his top because I'm not like crazy about the Transformers or anything like that. Me neither. None of us are. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm glad we're in agreement there. Next up is a movie that has 29% on Rotten Tomatoes, and that is Hook, directed by Steven Spielberg. And um, I watched this movie a lot as a kid. I'm kind of scared to check it out because people tell me it, doesn't hold up but i just remember feeling this wonder and this enjoyment watching it and i feel like there was some genuine heart in this movie not to mention dustin hoffman as captain hook robin williams as peter pan uh, who's grown up now and julia roberts as uh tinkerbell i thought it was lovely and it was like this big grand adventure and obviously it's not as good as some of other spielberg's family spielberg's other family friendly movies but i think it's a really fun film and I've watched it many, many times, even though it's like two hours and a half. Yeah, I agree. It was a really good movie. I enjoyed it as a kid, too. But I haven't watched it in a while. I think I'd be cringing every time Rufio's on screen. Yeah. Oh, my God. The amount of times he's like, Rufio. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, this was another one that I haven't watched since I was a kid as well. But I remember loving it. So I also feel scared of looking it over again <laughs> my next movie is troy this movie has 53 percent on rotten tomatoes it does and it covers it's based on the story of the iliad from homer and it's um the trojan no it's the roman or greek it's the greek invasion of troy um and brad pitt is in it as achilles and brian cox was fantastic in this movie as the villain I felt it was a really grand uh, period epic, and I usually love those grand scale movies. Not all the characters were amazing, but I thought the action was really immersive, and the cast was huge. I mean, you got uh, Eric Bana, Orlando Bloom, Peter O'Toole, Sean Bean, Brendan Gleeson. Brian Cox. Brian Cox, like I said. Um, everyone's really fun in the movie, even if the characters aren't amazing. Um, it's obviously not as good as something like Gladiator or other historical movies, but um, I thought they, the team did a really great job bringing this action movie to life. Yeah, I agree. That's another one I haven't s- seen since like sophomore year of high school, but uh, I do remember really liking it, and the action is super fun. Yeah, for sure. Like, uh, uh, same here. I think I haven't watched it since high school as well, but like. I remember it being really, really good. My next movie that has a bad Rotten Tomatoes score is Patch Adams. Uh, this is a great movie, in my opinion, with Robin Williams. It only has 22%, which is really low. 
uh, and it's he plays like a doctor who turns into a clown who's cheering up patients at the hospital. And I think the critics found it to be a little bit like too melodramatic at the parts where it's trying to be serious because it's mostly a comedy. But I found it to have that classic Robin Williams spirit where he's bringing his humor to inspire joy and horror in everyone. And for me, that brings over to the audience, even in this movie. Um, I really enjoyed not only Williams' performance, but the subject matter and um, and the themes of it. It's a really nice watch. It's from 1998. And in my opinion, it's just another amazing reason why robin williams was one of the best i've never seen that movie either i actually haven't even heard of it what year is that from 1998 i okay i i know i've known on this of this movie for a while but like vic i haven't watched it either okay so no okay. comment but it does seem like a really like sweet movie like i've like i've seen like posters and stuff and it's like robin williams with like a clown nose like going to hospitals and stuff so does seem pretty sweet. My fifth one, I saved it. It's the one that I'm most passionate about. Okay. It's a movie with 35% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oof. And it's Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Oh, it's such a good movie. I love this movie so much. <laughs> That's a great movie. I've watched it a million times. And for me, it never gets old. I mean, we were talking about holiday movies. This is, I think, the one that I've watched the most, even more than the first uh, yeah, is that controversial? I like it more than the first two. I know. I mean, it's it's bigger, and Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern are amazing as the villains, and there's Tim Curry, and everything in the hotel is just incredible, and um, all the slapstick action is even bigger, uh, and there's also the inclusion of the the pigeon lady. There's just so many classic moments, and I thought it was still it still managed to be heartfelt. Yeah, it has the same structure as the first movie. But a lot of sequels do that, let alone comedy sequels. And I think this is a great example of a movie that nails the bigger and better in a comedy movie. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, I think we're all in agreement that is the superior movie to the first one. You know, I love the first, not objecting to that. But I always look forward to rewatching this one. So my list, I purposely made it mostly new movies, including Michael and Maria, I guess, because it was from 2021. Uh because I knew Gal would go hard on the older movies. And I had a feeling Vic would also go hard on the older movies. And so far I've been correct, I would wager. So this movie came out this year, actually. It's Ticket to Paradise. Oh. You did not know what it was, did you? I thought you? it was going to be Bullet Train. Uh, Ticket to Paradise. It's one of like, it's a movie um, that stars Julia Roberts and George Clooney. The superior Batman, no, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> and um, this is just one of those movies that reminds me of like old school Hollywood a bit. Like uh, the old school like rom-coms and all that that we had back in the day. And it's with two like huge movie stars from from back in the day as well. And it just made me feel all like warm and fuzzy inside. And that's, that's basically it. I don't think it's a 57% movie. I think it's it's better than that. It's not like a 90, but I think 50% is like way too. So that was the f the, the first one. Uh, then I'll, I'll, Bullet Train was my second one, but I'll go Bullet Train now since you just guessed it. Uh, so yeah, Bullet Train. Uh, we also talked about it on the show. Awesome movie, very fun. Um, 
love the action in it. Did you get a chance to see it, Victor? Uh, yeah, I did see it, and uh, I really liked it. Bullet Train is one that Ticket to Paradise. I could understand why they thought it was okay. Like I enjoyed it enough, but didn't love it. Bullet Train, I will still back. I thought it was awesome. There were some action movies this year that I thought were worse and got a better Rotten Tomatoes score, like yeah. Ambulance, uh, which I think is in no way better than Bullet Train. And sticking to 2022, I guess. Oh, more. I, yeah. It's one that a lot of people hated, and I don't really understand why. I watched it last week. That's why I chose it first. Because it has a shit Rotten Tomatoes score of 33%. Okay, I know what movie. It's Amsterdam. I enjoyed that movie. I don't know why why people had such a big issue with it. It was like a uh, very like fun, like again, kind of like old school ish, like a uh, Hollywood movie. Like I love all the actors involved. Christian Bale is so freaking funny in this movie. Uh, Margot Robbie is great in this movie as well. Uh, John David Washington as well. I loved Michael Fantastic. Shannon and Mike Myers in this movie. Yeah, they're like. I, I don't understand why this movie got that much hate. Like, Did you see it? I know I haven't seen it yet, but I've wanted to. And I was really disappointed when I heard that the consensus was we hate it. And, you know, because like with that kind of star studded cast and it like it's a murder mystery, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, murder mysteries are just so fun and I want to like it. But I think I saw it pop up on HBO, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so that's where I, I want to check it out. And it's like it's not amazing or anything i enjoyed it i thought it was all right some people have put it on their worst of the year list and i just don't agree with that but sure it's like a big like discount tarantino it's not as fantastic as it could have been but i enjoyed it enough yeah like my point is it is definitely not 33 percent. that is ridiculous yeah in any sense of the word because it has great cinematography it has good editing it has like a good script for like a murder, like a really fun murder, uh, murder mystery, and like I said before, like the cast, like they're all giving it, they're all here. It's not like nobody's like phoning it in or anything. Chris Rock was a bit annoying, but <laughs> other than that, uh, that, like that's just his voice. There's nothing you can do about that. Uh, this one came out in 2021, not 2022, so we're going older now. Uh, don't look up. Uh, this is another one that I don't understand why critics hated it that much. Uh, it was a really funny and like poignant and like horrible to watch, but in like a really fun way movie. I love all the exaggerated performances that like this very talented cast gave here. Yeah, I thought that, uh, that movie was pretty fun. Um, I think I watched it last year on Christmas, like at, at night with the family and we all had a really good time just laughing at you know, the stupid portrayal of all the politicians because it kind of exacts how we all feel about the people in charge of us. You know, like, God, if they could just work together and you know face the, the looming threat. Moving on to our next half. What are we doing now? We're doing artists, good artist course that we don't like. I think this one might get more problematic than the first one. <laughs> okay. Vic, do you want to start? Number one, I am passionately angry about this movie, and it is Killing of a Sacred Deer. That movie was so boring to me. 
I expected so much more and like I got most of the way through it and I'm sure I stopped watching before it finally tied up some things and made it worth the two hour wait. But uh, I was like, good God, nothing is happening in this movie and I am so tired of it. I love that movie, by the way. Um, it only has 75, so it's not like a movie that they raved about. It's a very, yeah. very gruesome movie, but I actually think it was really good. Especially Colin Farrell was yeah. incredible in it. I have not watched it. <laughs> oh, you're going <laughs> to... might make you want to puke. <laughs> oh, no. All right. The, uh, the next movie was one that I believe came out this year. Yeah, it came out this year. Um, and honestly, I was super irritated that no one seemed to share my same feeling except for my wife and I. Like, you know, you go That's all that matters, my man. All these That's quick reviews. all that matters. <laughs> what is it? And that, that movie is Prey. I did not think Prey was a good movie. You just started a war I with Alan. I thought it was cinematically Oof. beautiful. <laughs> no, no. I, it was cinematically beautiful. And, you know, when it comes to Predator movies, not too bad. But, you know, for it getting, what, like a 93% from the critics and then 73% from the audience, I'm like, that's not fair. <laughs> I don't think that's fair. I just felt like the entire movie, I didn't care about the main character. Like, the entire time, she is just not good at killing any of these things. Like, she, she's failing at hunting everything. And then, like, I know how it all shook out with, the predator at the end, but it's like, I just am struggling to believe, you know, if you can't hit that rabbit, if you can't freaking, if you're just <laughs> running away from a bear, what is going to, even with the, you know, the way it all shook out, I was just so upset with all of it. I felt like it was really boring and the CGI was cool. The, the, you know, the cinematography was great, but uh, that, that's <laughs> a it. funny take. I like the movie by the way, but I think Alan loved it. Yeah, I love that movie. <laughs> I can see your points though. Like I I actually didn't never thought about it like that with like her hunting abilities. But like yeah, it was one of my favorites of the year. Like I actually really love that movie and that beautiful cinematography. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's it's by far not the worst uh Predator movie. I just cuz I watched it, I don't know, maybe a week after it got really popular, and I had huge expectations. I was like, "Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. This is going to be great." And I couldn't understand why everyone was so on fire about it, you know. And it it was one of those movies too where I gave up watching it with like 20 minutes left, and then people were like, "No, you got to finish it. You got to finish it." So I did. And I still was like, yeah, that's just as bad as I thought it was before, like, the 20 minutes. Because I just didn't care about, like, any of the story, un unfortunately. See, I knew this would get more contentious. Because the other list, we're all saying good things about the movie. <laughs> so if, if someone disagrees, it's not that bad. But, like, if you go wrong on a movie that someone likes, it's, like, way worse. So At that's least... that's why this is going to be so fun. <laughs> I understand killing of a sacred deer. It's really not for everyone, but I thought Prey was like a really just like enjoyable action movie that is good for everyone. I didn't realize. I can't judge. I have some movies in here that I think yeah. Gao is going to murder me. I have one that the internet's going to murder me for. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'll, I'll get some hate mail for the Prey thing because I've talked about it before and yeah, I just get ganged up in the comments section. It's like, all right, <laughs> chill out. No, you're in a safe space, at least with us. We we respect <laughs> yeah. all opinions here, <laughs> wrong yeah. as they may be. Yeah. Sorry. 
<laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> What's uh, What else is on your list? All right, next up, um, I had to throw in a Marvel movie. Um, I'm not sure. So on my podcast or any time I really get the chance, I talk shit about Marvel because I just hate how much they're churning out now. Um, like really the only Marvel movies I liked as of late were uh, Deadpool and Guardians of the Galaxy 1. But other than that, I just, you know, I, I hate the the framework of them. I hate the the corny lines, the family friendliness. I just... I don't like it, but so the the one the last I think Marvel movie that I saw in theaters was Captain Marvel, and that was like the final straw for me, where I was like, oh my gosh, like this movie was just so dumb, and so Captain Marvel Marvel was uh, given seventy nine percent by the critics, but forty five percent by the audience, and that's probably more around the area I sit. Congrats! So far, I like all three of your picks. <laughs> I think Captain Marvel was like a decent movie. I think something that like like you said maybe 55% something like that would be like maybe 60 for me would be more of like a realistic one. I think it's just the fact that I saw it with my sister and like just seeing how much it meant to her to have like you know like mm. a big hero like in the MCU that was like also a woman instead of like cuz I think that was the first MCU movie led by a woman so yeah. like I, I still feel think like that, eleva- that elevated my experience a lot, like just seeing her, her reaction to it. Yeah, that makes sense. I thought it was decent. I thought either people held it to too high standards or they had their issues with Brie Larson's performance, but I didn't have much of a problem with it. It wasn't some of their best writing, but I also saw it opening night and I had fun with it. Yeah, I honestly, I don't have much more to say about it. I just didn't really like it. I just, I remember leaving the theater feeling underwhelmed um, and... Yeah, so then I kind of just started losing faith in Marvel because I I had kind of started feeling that way about the Avengers sequels. I just was like, this is not like it's just like how many times can I watch a building fall over? Same way I feel about Transformers and, you know, like Godzilla or something like that, uh, where I just and it's funny because I, you know, I am a visual effects artist and I I appreciate CG. But like when there's not like a super deep story behind it, then I kind of lose interest. Okay, what's next on your the, list? The uh, next one on my list it, uh, actually just recently came out, and it's the next movie I'm going to cover on my podcast, which is the first movie on my podcast I've reviewed that I genuinely didn't like. And it's on Hulu. It's called The Immaculate Room. Not sure if you guys have seen that yet. I actually haven't heard of this one. It's a flaming dumpster good garbage it, it you know it has so much promise and uh it just leaves so much more to be desired in like a bad way not like oh my gosh i wish they would have told me more it's like no why did they waste all of our time with this story to not like give us anything shocking at the end anything like i, I don't know i you they spend the entire movie in this room and you're expecting some big payoff and there's none bro i hate to fact check you but it has 30 percent on rotten tomatoes i just found out well, yeah, so that is from the critics. The audience did 79%, and I can't wow. Okay. And yeah. it's just not even a good one for thriller fans. Just skippable? Uh, I would say so. Um, and honestly, because I haven't uh, reviewed anything bad on my podcast yet, like I'm, I'm kind of worried for my delivery of it because I love 
getting excited about the film. You know, I like, <laughs> I want to like every film that I watch. And, you know, because the audience liked it, I thought that was going to be a good indicator that it was actually good, but I was wrong. Yeah, we reviewed a couple of duds here. So, like, if you ever need uh, some help, let us know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sounds good. Um, the last movie on the list, and this one shocked me, um, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. How much does he have uh, on Rotten Tomatoes? He has 60-something, right? It's 78% by the critics. What? And um, the audience is 53%. That's like higher than Forrest Gump. <laughs> yeah. Do you think How's that's that bad than Forrest Gump? Like, no. I mean, it seems like the consensus is that this is the Indiana Jones movie that we just pretend is not actually a part of uh, you know, the franchise. The Even though I enjoyed it as a kid, I really yeah, liked it. it's a trilogy. It. What are you talking about? Yeah, the trilogy. Um, the fourth movie's coming out soon. Yeah. <laughs> um, I really liked, you know, the cast. Like, I like the addition of Shia LaBeouf. I, I like Aliens and all that stuff. But I can understand why it doesn't really, this movie doesn't really fit in, um, you know, the Indiana Jones stuff. And then also surviving a nuke in a fridge is kind of ridiculous, too. I think that was the last trophy for, like, most people involved. <laughs> Here's what I will say. Because it's Spielberg, the production design and the directing is still really good. Just the script is a massive step down from the first three. And the CGI, man. The CGI on that the movie end, yeah. is rough. I, I'll probably agree <laughs> yeah, with the whole that car one. Scene, even I don't hate but that is my list. That is a very good list to get you some hate. <laughs> first one I think a lot of people will agree with me on. This movie has 73% from the critics on Rotten Tomatoes. And it is 2016's Ghostbusters. Not a fan of this movie at all. Um, really didn't enjoy yeah. it. I'm not the biggest on Melissa McCarthy movies. Same. Bridesmaids is all right. I think it's a little bit overrated. It's still a fun movie. But some of her other movies that she's starred in are really bad. And it's not even um, that she's unfunny. She's talented. Kristen Wiig is talented. Leslie Jones is but the direction and the visuals, especially that messy, terrible final battle with a sky beam in New York, like every single action movie these days. I guess, like, as a side note to that, Spy, also directed by Paul Feig and starring Melissa McCarthy, has 95% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh my God. I would give it more around a 50. I wasn't that big on it. Yeah. Yeah, the, the Ghostbusters thing, like, that was a mess. Because, like, I remember, like, also, it became like a whole political thing as well. And like, ironically enough, the only good thing about that movie was Chris Hemsworth, which was the white guy. So that didn't help anything. Uh, so yeah, not a fan either. I never watched that one. And like, I haven't watched the most recent Ghostbusters because just from the previews of both of them, I just haven't been interested enough. Afterlife wasn't great, but it was it was fun. I'd say it's better than Ghostbusters 2 from the 90s or whenever, but it's obviously not as good as the original. Yeah, I still haven't watched Afterlife either, so I think the 2016 version kind of burned me. <laughs> that one's not canon anymore. Good. So my next one is one that I'm going to get a lot of hate for. It's a movie with 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. I might have to rewatch it, but I've just never really found that I enjoyed it, at least when I saw it in theaters. And that's Paddington. Um, oh, you're going to get some hate for that one. Yeah. I was 13 when I watched this movie in theaters, maybe 12, um, which 
maybe was already too old to enjoy Paddington, but everyone loves this movie no matter what age. And so because of me not loving Paddington, I've just never seen Paddington 2, which is like the best reviewed movie in the history of Rotten Tomatoes, apparently. And I've still never gotten to it. I want to because I feel like I'll at least enjoy it more than the first. But I just remember thinking the original one was really cliche. I mean, there's always like a family and kids who are you know, keeping like a talking animal or something along those lines. And then there's a greedy adult that wants to take or kill the animal. It's like E.T. and all these movies over in it. It's like Ted, exactly. Ted was, in my opinion, better, but I'm probably going to get canceled for saying that. Oh, my God, you're going to get canceled for saying that, my man. (laughs) You have no more internet presence, Gal. Yeah, I've never seen Paddington. You haven't seen I it. I don't know when that came out, but I was probably too old it was uh, 2015. for it at the time. But yeah, then, yeah, there's no way I probably would have been Yeah, but there. like a but, lot of adults um, are you know, really into Paddington. Yeah, there's even a joke really? in The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent where um, Nicolas Cage watches Paddington 2 and it like changes his life. <laughs> that's awesome. He goes, no, he literally goes, that's the best movie I've ever watched. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. My next movie is from 2001 and that's Moulin Rouge. It's, um, 75% on Rotten Tomatoes and was nominated for eight Oscars. I understand the passion behind this one, but I thought it was so stupid and I'm not really a fan of Baz Luhrmann besides maybe Romeo plus Juliet with Leo. I didn't love Elvis either, uh, or even the great Gatsby. And it's Ewan McGregor is good. Nicole Kidman's great. I think this might have been the first movie that ever got her an Oscar nomination. Uh, And obviously the production design and the costumes are amazing. But it goes so ridiculously into like suspension of disbelief that you feel like you're watching a kid's movie, even though you know that's not the target audience. Yeah, and they also have... It's a jukebox musical, so I think they're only taking existing songs like Queen, Elton John, etc. And really dramatizing them. Yeah, it's like Mamma Mia, but worse, I guess. Um, Mamma Mia at least is like one thing. I hate the, I, the I jukebox. I felt like it was like, all over the place. From all, like, a lot of songs. And there. it's just it tries to be, like, fantasy-like, but also really, like, a massive drama epic. I just thought it was stupid. Yeah, I still haven't watched it. <laughs> yeah, my wife tried forcing me to watch that uh, several years ago, and I think I made it like 30 minutes in, and then I intentionally tried falling asleep because I was like, I'm just not. This <laughs> That's movie. actually really good. <laughs> I've used that technique before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's effective. It is. It really is. Next up on my list, another one that's pretty beloved, and I just didn't connect to it when I watched it. I might have to give it another go. Pleasantville from 1998 with mm. a star-studded cast like Tobey Maguire, Reese Witherspoon, William H. Macy, Joan Allen, Paul Walker. Again, I think I might have discovered it too old because I by then had seen so many movies where it's like these regular people enter a fantastical world or whatever. And I just thought the idea was really cliche and it didn't really connect to me. It was nominated for a few Oscars, I think. And I think it's a very beloved movie. It has 86% on Rotten Tomatoes. But um, I just thought the execution of it was was like a little annoying. Like the way they have to like enter this 
um, this like fictional black and white sitcom. I didn't love it, but maybe I have to give it another go because it's been years. I still haven't watched it either. Uh, they showed it to us, um, I think in my history class in high school. And, uh, so, I mean, when you, yeah, when you get to watch a movie in school, normally like you're, you're more likely to like it, I think, because you're, you're just happy. You don't have to do anything else. And I, but I really liked it and I've seen it one other time, not in school. Um, and I still enjoyed it, but again, it's probably been like six years since I've watched it. So maybe I would have a different opinion and share like some of the cliche feelings that you have about it. But again, I think, I think maybe some of the cliches I, I, uh, I felt from it were also from movies that are possibly worse. Um, and maybe but, newer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But also like hook is a similar concept, like regular world going to fantasy world. You have to feel young. I don't know. Uh, so that movie didn't connect to me. And then my last movie is, a more recent one, 2014, and it has 66% on Rotten Tomatoes, and that's Lucy with Scarlett Johansson. I saved this for last because the others, I was like, I didn't like it. I think this one's a piece of shit. Um, it's directed by Luke Besson, and basically it's the same concept as Limitless. She has to use more of her brain, and then it becomes a fantasy movie. I just thought everything about it was really terrible, and... How much does like, he have on like Rotten Tomatoes? 66. 66. And I just thought that it didn't feel like they were even putting effort into it. I saw the trailer, I remember, and it looked really ambitious and amazing. And I saw the movie and I just couldn't vibe with it. Yeah, I never watched that one either. But uh, I also get it confused with what's that other movie that uh, she's in that's also something like that, like where she's like, I don't know, like AI or a robot or something like Hero or something like that, right? Wait, is it her or Under the Skin that it, you're thinking about? It, it, it's based on like an anime, right? Yeah, um, it's like oh, Ghost in the Ghost Shell. Ghost in the Shell. Ghost in the also shell. a piece of shit in my opinion. Yeah, so I get those two confused. Haven't seen it, and so like I'm just like, man, I just... apparently they both suck. Wait, let me see the score for Ghost in the Shell. I wonder if no, that one has that. a rotten score. I'm pretty sure it's um 43. Yeah, not very good in my opinion. Yeah, well. Yeah, so I probably won't be watching either of those. <laughs> I guess don't trust my take on padding. The rest I stand by. I have a feeling all of my list is going to get me shit. Let's hear it. Because uh, these are all beloved movies. So. Oh, no. Yeah. The f- I think the first one is the one that least is going to get me shit. So it's on- only downhill from here. Um, Swingers from... 2002 maybe i've never seen that's vince vaughn right yeah with vince vaughn and um what's his name the guy that directed iron man john john favreau john favreau yeah oh so since 1996 is that the one yeah i think so yeah okay swingers has an 88 percent on rotten tomatoes and i have no clue why this is this again this might be the same reason that pleasantville got a bad review from gal like I just got to this movie like last year and I've just seen so much that it's such a like a cliche go to Vegas movie and like I love if you're like crass and like you have like really out there jokes but they land. The jokes here they're really crass mm. and they're really bad but they don't don't land at all. So it, it's just like oh you I guess you're just being offensive 
for being offensive for the sake of it. Sounds like what the critics thought of Vacation 2015. Oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, got, I got myself on that one. Just didn't connect with me at all. I thought it was like really just cliche and like not funny. And I feel like that's the opposite of what most people thought. They thought it was like this really brilliantly funny single guy comedy. I had more fun watching like Hangover 3, so... I hate the Hangover 3. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I love Hangover 1. Yeah, I don't think I've seen it all the way. Good for you. <laughs> yeah, I might steer clear now. Yeah, like uh, that's my least um, contentious one. The next one, I chose it when I was still going on my recent movie thing. You guys can see that already fell apart, but like I was trying. The Irishman from uh, Martin Scorsese. Really? Listen. No way. It's not that it's a bad movie. Like, it's a very well-crafted movie. It's a very beautifully shot movie. Great acting. Great direction. It is just so long. Oh, <laughs> God. That movie is so long. And it has, like, a 95%, which, again, I get it. But, like, I had to watch it in three or four days. You cannot have a movie that a movie fan that like someone that like watches movies like all the time cannot watch f like in one or maybe even two sittings that movie like didn't connect with me that much it's really good i gave it a good score i think i gave it like a, an eight but like i think 95 is like a bit too high for a movie that like is a bit just a bit too slow and a bit too long and there's an awesome movie in there it just it's just like not very well paced. I just think. think like 45 minutes shorter. Yeah. I loved it. I understand that. It also took me a couple of days to watch it because I was also busy with other things. But I really liked it overall. I loved it, actually. I never watched The Irishman, uh, but I do get what you mean about the movies being too long. Because uh, there are certain movies where it's like, yeah, I've got enough interest to where I will make that commitment and, you know, I'll try and knock it out in one sitting. Um, you know, like Lord of the Rings would be one, you know, like that where it's like, okay, I'm willing to give you three hours of my life to watch the True. return of the King. True. Um, but it's three and a half hours, man. Yeah. Three and a half. Insane. The next one Gal also loves. So, uh, oh, it's no. going to be fun. It's an A24 movie oh, no, directed nice. by Benny and Josh Safdie. It's good time. Oh, what? I've never said I love this movie. I actually nope. agree with you on this one. Oh, really? I Uncut Gems, I would defend. Good Time, I actually agree with. I People hype this movie up so much. I was bored in the theater. Maybe I have to watch it again. Robert Pattinson was amazing, and the movie didn't sell me either. Yeah, you just described why I, I put this movie here. Like, I was a bit bored. Like, uh, it wasn't that great. Like, the cinematography was good, and uh, Robert Pattinson was really good. And uh, the story was good sometimes, but, like, it never really grabbed me that much, and it was... For a movie that w it's one hour and 40 minutes, it felt like it was longer than that. I feel like I haven't seen any of your guys' least favorite picks. Oh. <laughs> That's good. Which might I think this is one of my most like hated takes is that Good Time is overrated. But Yeah, people love this mm. movie. I think Uncut Gems is a lot better. You've seen it too, right? I haven't seen Uncut Gems oh. yet. Not, not Uncut Gems. You haven't seen it? I've heard great things, but... No. Wow. I've heard it's super stressful. <laughs> yeah, that's what I heard too. It's actually a really good movie. My next one I know you're going to have a problem with, Gal. Okay. It's Drive 
from uh, 2011 with uh, <laughs> with Ryan Gosling. <laughs> I recently watched this movie, and people loved this movie, and I kind of liked it. But like me and my roommates, we watched it together, and we all like just did not connect it with it. I don't know what it was like. Um, again, it was like a good enough like movie. I just I don't know what it was like. It didn't connect with us at all. Like we we were kind of bored, and like we really didn't get into the story. Yeah, that that one was a, a harder one. Like I yeah, I even have trouble remember like the movie in general so so not a good sign <laughs> i also thought the movie was just meh <laughs> i was expecting something way really? different. i really like drive i thought it was great <laughs> i was hoping for more driving honestly yeah thank you <laughs> i actually i don't know i loved i love the simplicity of it and i love the performances from um ryan gosling and carrie mulligan there's a corner on instagram that will have this in like top five movies of all time Oh my God. No, but it's like the Sigma male film bro population. <laughs> Not top five of all time for sure, but I thought it was a great movie. Yeah, like I, I, I just didn't get into it. And especially after watching the perfect movie, Baby Driver, like it just, <laughs> it just, it's just not even in the same league. So <laughs> I agree. I agree with that. Baby Driver is a perfect movie. I agree with that. Uh, my last one, I'm actually not sure because I don't think I ever talked to you about this movie, but it is pretty hyped in the film community and it has a 95% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's the horror movie It Follows. Have you watched it? Yeah, I actually think this is a really good one. I did I love this not movie. like this movie at all. I had a really bad time watching this movie. Uh, it was one of the first movies we watched like uh, when we were quarantined, I think. Or, like, just a little bit before. And we had, like, a movie night. It was, like, a bunch of people. So, it's 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 the kind of, like, situation that it's supposed to make a movie better, right? But, it again, same with Drive. It didn't connect with any of us. We all were, like, this is not, like, a good horror movie. I don't know what it was. This is another one that I have trouble even remembering. And for a movie that I saw so recently, that's not great. And uh, yeah, I just didn't have a good time watching it, honestly. Gotta disagree with this one again. <laughs> I actually love this one. And it it got to me at a time where I was only starting to get into horror. So I really loved the directing of it. But his movie after this, um, David Robert Mitchell, the guy who directed it, did another movie after called Under the Silver Lake, which I thought was shit with Andrew Garfield. And that's a really divisive one. Like People either love or hate that one. But mm. that one, I... I don't like it follows. I loved. Yeah. I've heard really good things about it follows, but uh, this might be the first negative take I've heard on it. And I was surprised to see like how many people liked it because all the people that were with me also had a bad time. So I was very surprised. You know what? Now I wonder if you want to watch, this one's also acclaimed. It's the guest. It's also like a horror thriller. It's more thriller than horror, but I wonder what you'll think of that one. Okay. Because I think the directing is kind of similar. Okay. I didn't have a problem with the directing as much. It's just like, it just didn't connect with me. Um, the guest, uh, is that newer or old? It was 2014 with, uh, with Dan Stevens. Okay. I'll have to check that out. Because I, I may have already seen it 
Uh, but that's the problem with all these movies that are psychological thriller. I have commented that it's always the blank, the blank are, are most of the movie titles. And so it gets really hard to keep track of all the does in these movies. You're definitely right, though. Like they're not all there's two called The Invitation from the last five years, I think. Like the, yeah. the titles yeah, are covered always both the most of them. <laughs> yeah. It's it's pretty frustrating. And then you got to rely on the dates coming after the, the film title, which never makes for a good YouTube video name. Like the uh, yeah. invitation 2014 or 15 or whatever it was. 2015 invitation I actually love. I heard the one from this year was bad. Yeah, me I didn't too. See it. I didn't mind it. But yeah, the, the one from 2015 was awesome. I I've mean, just chills running up the spine at the very end. Yeah, same. Yeah. It's so good. Alan, I think you should watch that. Okay, I'll watch that one. <laughs> mm. So we're good. I think we're good. I think we got. I think we all hate each other now, which I think wasn't the goal. <laughs> but you know, it is what it is. Uh, no, of course. Uh, we're all movie fans. We all have our opinions. That's fine and great, and that's why it's so good to be a movie fan. That something for everyone. But Rotten Tomatoes, get your shit together. Mm. Yes, please. I think even <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes has a show called Rotten Tomatoes is Wrong. Yeah, so, I see that. <laughs> so they know. They know that they fuck up sometimes. Yeah, it is interesting to see where they land because sometimes your your views line perfectly up with them and then it feels like most of the time, you know, you're, you're so off from the critics and the audience and it's just strange. That's what... Like in my podcast, I always go with my review versus Rotten Tomatoes. And on those movies, I'm actually lining up pretty closely with them. And I try not look at that stuff now before I watch the movie because I don't want it to even kind of influence me whether or not I know it. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's kind of interesting to see when and when we don't align. Yeah, I think with me, it usually aligns pretty well. But when it doesn't align, it's just so off. Uh, like what we discussed mm -hmm. here. Like, for instance, uh, with Swingers that I would have given it like a 40 and it's like an 88 on Rotten Tomatoes. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. I would have. When it's off, it's really off. I want to try looking at less RT scores before I see the movie because it definitely sets my expectations a certain way. Even if I just see the score and then I start the movie uh, without seeing any other reviews. So I'm trying to do that with less movies, and usually that comes out as a really yeah. pleasant experience. Yeah, even if you don't like the movie. Agreed. It's kind of like watching the movie without the trailer, because some trailers totally ruin a movie, or they make it seem like it's not like what it actually is, and uh, that can have a horrible effect on you when you watch the movie. I remember I had the tickets. Sorry, uh, sorry uh, for "Don't Worry, Darling" already booked. I knew I was going to see Don't Worry Darling and then I started hearing horrible things. I'm like, how could it be horrible? I'm not going to read what they say is horrible. I feel like people are hating on, you know, Harry Styles and Chris Pine and, you know, whatever it, whatever the drama is around the movie. And so, you know, I went in like knowing that they didn't like it, but I was like, I, it can't be that bad. It can't. And, you know, I'm glad that I didn't read anything that they actually hated about the movie. I actually didn't like Don't Worry Darling. And I came in from the same mindset. But from the first five minutes, I was like, this mm. is lame. Vic, thank you so much for watching. Do you want to, uh, for watching, <laughs> for joining us? Uh, do, do you want to shout out your social medias? Where can people find you? Yeah, definitely. Um, thank you guys for having me, by the way. Uh, 
So Instagram and YouTube and TikTok, it's all at Big Vic Media. Uh, that's B-I-G-V-I-C Media. Um, and so my uh, podcast you can find on most streaming platforms. It's called Psychocinematic. Um, and it's on my YouTube as well, but that's at Big Vic Media. I haven't made a YouTube just for that. Um, so if anyone's interested, I cover psychological thrillers and horror thriller movies exclusively. And if you enjoyed our uh, stop motion episode with Mike Pesci, check out Vic's interview with Pesci himself, which uh, some of your videos of him have been going viral now. Yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> Definitely uh, unexpected, um, but really cool. You know, it's it's cool to see that something you do actually reaches people because, you know, it's so easy to fall victim to the algorithm and whatnot so like finally something broke through and it's just cool to get like-minded people seeing your stuff yeah for sure if you guys like that stuff definitely check check Vic's channel out and uh, his podcast and uh yeah thank you so much for coming uh we'd love to have you again sometime thank you guys yeah i appreciate it have a good one have a good one Vic. thank you so much for watching and uh and listening and we'll see you guys next time i'm alan I'm Gaul. And I'm Howard. Bye.